0: Hey Everybody, welcome to Talk It Out podcast. This is your girl Gabby. Hey, T. And we have some special guests with us, coming all the way from Lighting Myself on Fire podcast, Melissa and Emily. Everybody, welcome them to the podcast. Boo! Woo! woo, woo. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Thank you guys for being guests. Can you tell Thank us you for having us? Yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your podcast, all that good stuff? Who you are?
1: What you're doing here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we are a duo, I am Emily, I am all the way up in Seattle, uh, we are the Lighting Myself on Fire podcast team, we've got Melissa here as well, um,
1: Yo. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we met in Texas in college, um, mm-hmm. our podcast, Lighting Myself on Fire podcast, uh, we like to make the uncomfortable comfortable, that's kind of our slogan, mm-hmm. so. We bring on guests who share their experiences and just talk about their lives and give them a platform because it's people who otherwise wouldn't have a voice in the mainstream media. So we right. talked to people who have who are bipolar, who have been like alcoholics, who recovering alcoholic, um, mm-hmm. so someone who lives with autism. So we, we've got a lot of different subjects, but, you know like to make the uncomfortable comfortable. And you can find us at Lighting Myself on Friday, uh, on Facebook, Lighting Myself on Friday Podcast, on Instagram. Instagram. You can email us, Lighting Myself on Friday Podcast at gmail.com. I feel like I always plug this. I've just got, like, a little <laughs> little thing. Like, find us here, email us, love us. But, yeah. and really excited to be here and talk it out.
0: Yeah. Check them out, guys. Very good stuff. I really enjoy their podcast, so go and check them out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, remember, um, I mean, if you guys don't know, we got that, that new website designed by com. Make sure you check that John out. You can hit us up. It's the- so good. I, know, I was right? talking to you the other day. So good. It is so
3: good. <laughs> cool. Thank like you. That. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I mean, I didn't do anything, but thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah you still put it on your
1: resume sure did
0: <laughs> sure did now <laughs> social media we have a facebook facebook.com slash talk it out podcast our instagram is instagram.com slash talk it out podcast our twitter is at talk it out underscore pod hit us up there use the hashtag talk it out pot for a retweet and uh you know you can listen to our podcast on soundcloud itunes stitcher google play and tiopodcast so check us out. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Today we're going <laughs> to um, we're going to talk a little bit about about feminism, particularly mainstream white feminism, and then we're going to talk a little bit about um, something called the feminization of boys. that I just found out about that. I thought was interesting, but I want to hear everybody's take on it. Um, so mm-hmm. first feminism. Okay. Um. I didn't. I didn't tell y'all I was gonna ask y'all this, but um, I guess be prepared. I'll ask KT first.
1: Um, oh God! How i scared,
0: girl? How did you get into feminism, KT? And then after you, anybody else can answer. Um, uh, yeah.
1: So how did I get into feminism? Okay, so I think it was a class I took in college. I think it was my sophomore year. Yeah, okay, so it was a class I took in college, and it was this, uh, like, sociology mm-hmm. class, and they were talking, like, before, obviously, i queer or whatever, so before I was all for, like, LGBT rights, I was like, yes, 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 but I didn't know anything about, like, intersecting feminism and things like that, uh-huh. but there was a, a a time in the class, this guy, he said there was some uh, a rape, thing that had happened on on campus mm-hmm. in one of the um one of the sorority or not sororities but fraternities
0: Fraternity.
1: yeah and the guy in the classroom we were talk- talking about that in our class which by the way i was in the wrong class to begin with but that's beside <laughs> the point uh, the guy he said something along the lines of well she was there and she was drunk so she knew it mm-hmm. and then like all of the women in the class like kind of came Like, ganged up on him, I guess. Uh And we were all just like, whoa, first of all, don't say that in here. And second of all, like, that's not right. And you shouldn't be saying that. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I was like, you know what? Like, maybe there's a bigger picture other than just, like, LGBT rights.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: then, like, I just started researching, like, feminism And, of course, I was, you know, at the beginning, all I knew was, like, regular mainstream white feminism. Like, yeah, I'm fat, and I'm white, and I got tattoos, so I'm a radical, fat, white feminist, and blah, 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 blah." And But then, like, it got—I looked deeper, and then I was like, oh, wait, actually, you know what? There's not just white people in this world. There's actually people of color, too. And, oh, Yeah. Like, and that spanned over, I would say, about a year okay. that I was like, whoa, this world is really messed up and I need to do something to fix it.
2: Growing up in the South, Texas, mm-hmm. I, am, yeah, I always <laughs> grew up thinking, like, oh, feminine Nazi, like, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> like, feminism, <laughs> what? And then I think maybe my stories might kind of intertwine, Melissa, because I remember, like, in college was really kind of like, realizing that hey maybe like that's not maybe that doesn't mean that women are like should be like better than men I mean obviously Uh we all I bet, you know (laughs) it was that perception at least at the time that like women should get more than men that's what feminism is and then it was kind of just talking and reading um seeing like what's online it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to like okay I see what this feminism thing is and then I remember it I guess we can talk about this later as well, is that when I first started about, like, white privilege, I was like, what? I will call it fully what I get. That yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> right, then right. And I read something, and it was like, oh, no, I think that does. So then it kind of opened my eyes to the more intersectional feminism yeah. that spans everyone. So it was really just kind of, I guess, self-discovery in college by looking and reading at people's stories online. Yeah.
3: I'd say for me, um, I remember one specific instance. I think we talked about this on our first episode. Um, but Emily and I, we were watching the Wendy Davis filibuster in Texas, that yeah, happened yeah, yeah, yeah. the summer of our, before we went, we were seniors in college and was just filibustering, um, to cause Texas, you know, they want to limit abortion rights and everything. Right. About women, basically. So we were watching that. We watched that for, like... We stopped at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> watching it. Because they got her, yeah. like, for leaning on a desk or something.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was,
3: like, the beginning. Because there was, like, a couple months. And then, I guess my full realization was when, like, a month or so later, I found out I was infertile. And I was 21. And I was like, holy crap. Like, um, I'm stuck in this body. And I would never want anyone to else to feel like this. Mm-hmm. So I became, like, very staunchly pro-choice. I began... To research feminism, but like, I like Emily and Katie are talking about, it didn't really happen. Like intersectional feminism didn't really become a thing for me until I moved to Hawaii later uh-huh. that year. Um, cause I was immersed in different cultures and all that stuff. So it, it was a progression for me as well. Okay.
2: I agree. The Wendy Davis thing, I did kind of kick it yeah. off. I was watching it at home and I've got my family on me as well. And yeah. they're talking like, oh, I don't think abortion should be allowed in any case whatsoever. And I was sitting there like, well, I think I disagree with that. Yeah. Like, I I think I disagree. And it was just kind of like that. that was a good kickoff moment of like, what is
0: this? What am I feeling? Um, I think all of ours, all of ours happened in college because, I remember I was in my, uh, what class was that? Argumentative writing class, um, hmm. freshman year in college. And my professor was like, How many of y'all consider yourselves feminists? And like one white girl raised their hand. And he was like, well, how many of you believe that women should get paid equally? Okay, everybody raise their hand. How many of you believe <laughs> that women should be allowed to have jobs? Everybody raise their hand. And then he, like, said some other stuff. And he was like, well, if you raise your hand, you're a feminist. And I was like, what? That's all it takes to be a feminist? And so then from there, um, I began to read some stuff. We actually read a book that was actually about intersectional feminists. It was feminism. um, why chicken heads come home to roost? I forgot who who wrote it, but it's about <laughs> black women in uh hip hop and how they've been portrayed. And that kind of opened my eyes to to black feminism. And then from there in Tumblr, you know, it it was just yeah, I'm I'm wearing. Oh I am yeah, today. Tumblr
1: is a really good thing. Like I've, I've and then also <laughs> going through uh, your Facebook feed and seeing all these people you went to high school with <laughs> being like racist and sexist <laughs> and terrible, and you're like wow, I don't want to be like these people at all. And so then you just become somebody different. Sometimes. You know, I will I will say I think it's
2: interesting that it's all like we discovered this all in college. Yeah. And you look at people who didn't go to college and see where they think and line up with. And it's like, oh, interesting.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> Higher
2: education might.
0: Like. Let's talk about mainstream, I call it Pop-Tart feminism that we kind of <laughs> see everywhere. You know, you see it on, on BuzzFeed and Cosmo and all that stuff. And, you know, it's pretty much just like kind of what we were saying, you know, women deserve to get paid equally. I think most people can agree to that. Um, Women should be allowed to work. I think most people can agree to that and stuff like that. And, And most of the time, I think the gist of it is I'm a woman, so therefore I am a feminist. And there's not really a criteria in which you know, we, we say, well, this is feminism and this is not. What, what are your views on mainstream pop tart feminists? Do you think it's, it's a good entryway? Do you think it's, um, potential, potentially damaging? Do you think it kind of waters down feminism? What do y'all think?
3: I don't know. I have very mixed feelings on it because, you know, it sounds like Emily and I, um, we started off as white feminists to a degree mm-hmm. and we eventually progressed. And I think it's a, I mean, like it could be a good stepping stone, but I feel like too many white women stop there. Uh-huh. And it's like not people of color's job to like educate everyone on why they should take that extra stuff to be intersectional feminists. Uh-huh. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about it. Cause I, I don't know. What, what do you think, Emily? <laughs> I, think,
2: I think it's good, you know, in a way that, subjects are being talked about that they're not being totally ignored but at the same time it's like I don't think they're going far enough yeah Uh, like when I think of mainstream feminism um I think of like Taylor Swift and Mm -hmm. you know she only mentions feminism when it's convenient for her her, and articles I, I don't think I think it is very white feminist media in a way that so I, I agree. I have mixed feelings. I I think it's great that it's something that the like issues that are being like talked about. But I think we need to broaden the spectrum a bit more of what issues they're talking about when it comes to feminism. Like,
0: right? Yeah. I agree. Mixed feelings. Yeah. what do you think, KT? Mm,
1: so for me, like I'm just gonna say straight up <laughs> trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no. Um, I have no good words for it. Like, like at all. Um, also tell us how you feel. Um, mainstream (laughs) feminism is really, it's not really feminism. I think it's more of a marketing tactic than Mm -hmm. it is actual feminism. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like people, like you mentioned, Taylor Swift and Beyonce and Mm -hmm. like all these celebrities, feminism has now become a trend. And the reason why we're not going in depth is because it is a, just a trend. So no one is really reading the outside. They're just reading the article title and being like, hey, I'm a feminist.
0: And also, I think a lot of the reasons why it doesn't go in depth, like if we go into celebrities and stuff, it's like if you try to criticize them on their quote unquote feminism, then you're an anti-feminist. And then you're a hater and th- we can't ever have any discussion because it's like mm-hmm. fandom. People worship these people and you can't really have a critical discussion about it. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. That's that's one of the problems with it. I, I definitely mm-hmm. I I think like y'all said, it's an okay stepping stone for like children, but if you're twenty years old and you are still just mm-hmm. talking about that stuff, <laughs> then you gotta you gotta do better. So yeah. No mostly. one,
2: no companies or like celebrities, they want to be. They don't want to be controversial, so they want right. to stick with what's what's popped, what's cookie cutter, what the good messaging is. Yeah. But they don't want to talk about the hard parts of it. And but no, I, I can definitely see what you're saying. How it has kind of been commercialized in a way. Like, what was that? What didn't some deodorant or something have that like,
1: <laughs> what like play like a girl, like kick like a girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No? And then Secret there was forever. also, was uh, what was it? Hashtag, uh, he can do the load or something like that, he and it was like, load. yeah, like he can do the laundry, like he can oh, okay. do the laundry. Yeah, like it was some laundry detergent people who did like the hashtag, and then like everyone was like, yeah, men can actually wash clothes too. <laughs> like you are just now figuring that out. Like I'm <laughs> so honestly. crazy. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm just I like, love do this.
3: Oh my god. They're not- <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's just, it's just like you have to take a step back and look in your own backyard because um, like Planned Parenthood, for instance, like I love them. Mm-hmm. They're helping. It shouldn't be defunded in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but their founder, what was her name? I had it like all pulled up because I was trying to like be smart and do research <laughs> before I like <laughs> talked about this. But her name is Margaret Sanger. And like I didn't really hear anything about this until like the past probably six months since like Planned Parenthood has been more in the limelight, uh-huh. but she's like a huge proponent of eugenics. And right, I love yeah. that. It's like the science of improving the human population by controlled breeding to increase the occurrence of desirable, heritable characteristics. And there's some paper and I can send it to, you if you want to like talk about it, but it's um, it's basically, it sounds like I, I read it before this and it's just like, she talks about how women need to understand like the, This is how I took it. Women need to understand the importance of having a child and how, like, not easy it is. I guess, but it's just like you know, people of color are like systematically pushed into poverty. So, like, you can't just like force a whole race not to have kids because they're quote unquote not ready or they can't do it. Like, Uh that's how I took that. And I'm like, you're you're kind of trash, Margaret. Yeah, she was. So it's just. I was just like why like I was looking at this and I'm like why does no one talk about this because this isn't like it happened Right. like she was not like she was not this amazing like angel people keep making her out to be like she did some great things but she also did some shit to black women so right
0: and that's that's the problem like when we talk about like there's a lack of you can't really criticize anything in the liberal spaces like you can't criticize Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood then you're anti-woman and stuff like that when you could literally just be saying can we look at the history of this like maybe. Maybe there is some conflicting things as a black woman I've conflicting views towards Planned Parenthood since it has this history but we can't really talk about that because mainstream feminism But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I most definitely agree. The other lady was. And I actually heard about that in my conservative Christian school, of course, when they were talking about (laughs) the woes of Planned Parenthood and how it's terrible for black people and stuff like that, because she, you know, was for eugenics. But so was like all the the Christian people that they want us to revere. So, um, yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) when I was doing all the research, like all the um, articles that kept coming up were like pro life. Propaganda, basically. Don't like. Yeah. I don't think this is like the best. <laughs> 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 I just need some real Fake.
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, um yeah. all right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about. We were talking mainstream feminism. I think all races of women can be a part of that because I, I've seen it myself. um You know, black women that are simply. You know, equal pay pay and stuff. They don't really go into the knit and grit of intersectional feminism. But I do want to kind of uh, directly talk about white feminism and um, Mm. how it affects our society and how it affects race relations and all types of things. Um, First of all, uh, in our last episode, KT was talking about how she is um, annoyed with the vagina hats and oh <laughs> i'm so tired of that and like
1: and the- i'm so tired of like seeing pictures on twitter instagram facebook whatever of like the huge like whenever we ha- they had the women's march or whatever and it was just like a whole bunch of white women dressed up in vaginas like okay we get it women have vaginas women have periods that's cool like yes But, like, there's a deeper issue here Mm -hmm. and the reason why these men don't care about our vaginas or care about our periods or anything like that. Like, you guys need to be going deeper than just dressing up in vaginas and being like, okay, cool. Like, (laughs) that's just, like, the hugest pet peeve for me (laughs) in regards to (laughs) feminism because, like, feminism doesn't revolve around vaginas. Yes, it is women, but, like, it's women uh, and also other women Um, And also in feminism, I don't just include women. For me, feminism is trans men, trans women, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just goes further than just that. Disabilities, um, like, it's intersecting. So seeing those vaginas for me, it just... It just makes me angry I don't know why well the I thing
0: that's funny is that they, they they think they're they're so radical these white feminists because you know they're they're dressing up in the vagina hats and they're saying they want to bleed it have their blood all on the streets and stuff and I'm like that's cool though but are you <laughs> really rid- are you really radical Because when I think radical, I think you trying to change the system, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You just, you know, you wanting folks to to realize you have vagina, and you don't want to shave. I mean, that's kind of radical in your house. But how is that really changing the course of the world? If you were doing something Mm -hmm. radical, I should see you over here, you know, protesting for trans Mm -hmm. women and their rights and just trans people in general or for black people or for indigenous people. Then I would show you some respect. But. Like I, like I was saying uh, a couple months earlier with that whole women's march, the thing that got me was, um, like, all these people were out here saying, resist, resist, Donald Trump, he's a rapist, he's a sexual abuser, he's this, he's that, which, yes, he is. But I'm like, so if Hillary Clinton would have gotten, became president, would y'all still be here in the streets with the black people and the trans exactly. people and stuff like that? So that that's what's kind of always... Get made me give them the side eye because it's like I don't think you really, for us, you just want us for your numbers. And then after yep. your numbers are up, you know, and it's time to you all to get legislation and stuff passed. Then the black women are nowhere to be found and and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, we we talked too long. But what what are y'all views on it? <laughs> what What do y'all think about it? Like you can tell we're obviously angry. <laughs> oh.
3: No, I didn't. So. Like, I'm going to go back to the vagina thing real quick because I have just personal mixed feelings because, like, my vagina does not work properly. Like, my uterus doesn't work properly. Uh-huh. So, like, it it makes me feel better when I see those things. But I completely understand what you're saying because, like, you're just, like, if you're just going to wear, like, a pussy. Sorry. Vagina. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're just going to wear those hats. Like, what extra stuff? Because, like, I'm. Um, I mean, not by no means, is this like my mate, like my only thing I focus on, but I'm uh-huh. a huge proponent of reproductive health because of what I've gone through. Yeah. right. And it's like, so if you're just gonna wear the hat, like, why don't you go talk to doctors? Like, cause it, right. it took six years for me to get, like, they would not, they were, they, I was told to have a glass of wine and relax when I was in tremendous pain. Like Whoa. I, I was not, women are not taken seriously in healthcare. Yeah. So why don't you talk about that? Why don't you try and make change? Why don't you like, cause like for my friends, I try and I'm like, ask these questions. Um, don't leave their office until they give you this, this or this Uh because you deserve the care that you need. Right. And it's just like wearing the vagina hats is not going to do that. So like I have mixed feelings, but I, I completely agree on the fact that like, you can't just wear these hats or like go out, dress as vagina and expect change because Also, with the healthcare thing, and I'm guilty of this, and, like, I just realized this in the past few months, like, considering how long it took me to get diagnosed, I cannot imagine how women of color are treated, like, because I have endo, I'm infertile, like, I cannot imagine how much longer it took them, because I was, like, I was diagnosed at 21, you usually find out in your 30s, 40s, whenever Mm -hmm. you're trying to have kids, so I, I, like, I am completely guilty of that, but I'm trying to be better, I'm trying to be, like, okay, we have to look at the whole picture, not just for white women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's
1: okay. Like, no. And I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, and I'm glad you said that. Because for me, like, since that's not something in my limelight or something that I see every day, then I don't really think about it. So... Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. I I am going to come back. To, I'm going to come down on my vagina wearing people now. If you don't experience
3: you're not going to get it. Like I yeah, totally cuz like I'm not going to expect someone who doesn't like who's never gone through exactly what I've gone through to understand what I'm feeling and I'm never going to act like I completely understand what someone else goes through. You know? It's just I I totally get that. And I, I wasn't like coming for you or anything. No, no. no
1: I do were. and I'm 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 just I'm just saying like I'm glad because, mm-hmm. like, that's what Talk It Out for us is about. Like, how you guys are saying you have, like, really uncomfortable conversations. Like, for us, getting other people's experiences and, like, actually looking at the big picture is what we really want to do. So, right. thank you. Okay, but
0: let Emily talk real quick. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. No,
1: no, it's okay. No, I like to
2: listen. Uh, no, I, I, I can... Both sides of the hats. I when I see it, I think it did become like one of the trendy things, or like like do it for the Instagram. Or, like, <laughs>
0: yeah. the hats, but
2: that, that's what I saw. But no, I see what you're saying about the march. Um, we talked about it with one of our past people that like we both went to the women's march. But the uh-huh. whole time, like I felt kind of cheap in a way because I was like, you know what? Like it's a bunch of white women out here. Like, would this be as big of an impact? Would this be as safe if it wasn't white women? Like, if right, this was right. a people of color out here in this big of a march, would it be, still be peaceful? And Right. So, I, 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 I just don't know about the whole thing. It's just, I felt kind of cheap going out there because it was like, this isn't, I think a lot of people did that to say they went to the march and then they stopped. Yeah. I don't think people need to follow up with anything else that they did. Like, this is why I marched. Like, great. Have you done anything else besides go to the march? Right, like it's, right, right. It's great to show your support and go to marches, but I think that shouldn't just be the only thing. I think you should also follow up and look at other ways to be involved. So it, I, I kind of forgot what the whole, like, topic was because we got on the hats. And then <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> over all the hats,
2: <laughs> I think became trendy. And then the marches just became... I don't know. That just really peeved me when I saw it is how many people went out to it. And it's like, you know, I don't think this would be a safe march. I how the media wasn't talking about it. They were like, look how great this peaceful march is. It's like, well, most marches are peaceful until yeah. someone, police, like, start instigating. In yeah. It. yeah. Uh, that, that, that still really gets to me when I'm like, guys, like, the only reason it was no one, like, it was because it was wh- a bunch of white people, like,
0: yeah, right. white women. Yeah. There's a double. You know, well, that reminds me of, uh, I don't know if y'all have read Malcolm X's autobiography, but he was talking about the March on Washington, you know, where Martin Luther King gave the I Have a Dream mm-hmm. speech. And he was yeah. saying how it started out is is g- going to be like this radical thing with all these black people coming together and, you know, demanding stuff from from the president and stuff like that, but how it became commercialized and all these corporations started becoming part of it. And it... I mean, it's cool that it was integrated, but it became just like, a, you know, white ally- white allies get in the front to show their face, and they come right. with their kids and stuff like that, and it kind of just became sanitized, and it kind of it lost some of its um, umph. and so I think mm-hmm. that's kind of how the women's thing, I don't know how it started, but that's just how it appeared to me. It just appeared like a big commercialized thing, you know, the women come, they show their face, they take their picture on Instagram, and then it's over with, but... Hopefully, y'all can do better. Hopefully. <laughs> okay, this brings we me try. to my, my next question um, to, the, to the ladies of Caucasian descent. Um, <laughs> what? Well, actually, y'all aren't Caucasian, but, you know. What are White. y'all angry about? Like, seriously, give me some things y'all are angry about that you want to see change, and then we'll go on from there. Whoever wants to go first.
2: I get a lot of tweets from news stuff, like, sent to my phone, and sometimes when I look at it, I just get so mad. I'm like, are they so stupid? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot to do with politics. Like, when I just see so many people taking advantage of their situation, um, Mm -hmm. it's only just politicians. I want the system to be changed because I don't think it's failing. Yeah. Uh, And I know life isn't failing, why not, but... When you just hear about some of the things, like politicians, people in power, what they say and what they do, it's like, are you, are you like literally kidding right now? Like, is that like, how, where's the logic behind that? And I I can't think of one specific moment like right now, even though I see it all the time. (laughs) Like Pence, when I heard he was going to be the vice president, I was so like, are you kidding me? Like this guy is literally Mm -hmm. terrible. And uh, oh, there's just so much, like, just comments that people in power make uh-huh. that just, lot, like, just makes no sense. You can see that the, the, the actions they take only benefit a small number of people, like this, what, trump Kid thing? mm mm-hmm. oh, I like how, how he'll, he'll only do things to reverse what Obama did, and it's like, you shouldn't, you, like... I don't want every single president to have to go back and reverse what the past one did. Like, shouldn't you move forward and, like, attempt to do something good? Right. (laughs) I agree. I I, just—I'm angry about people in power taking advantage of their situation and not giving back to everyone else and not thinking of smaller communities or Mm -hmm. other communities and using religion to— speak ahead something that's not going to benefit anyone except people in that small group yeah oh so
0: that's what i'm angry about people. i'm angry about that too me too
3: <laughs> um why well, i'm angry about like everything honestly um Same. as you can tell i'm always angry <laughs> you can tell i'm always angry about like reproductive rights like yeah. why women always put them against each other but i guess i'll focus mainly on actually hawaii i used to live in hawaii for about two years and i actually never knew this but basically hawaii was illegally obtained as a state um u.s went over in late 1800s overthrew a monarchy they were a territory until like the 1950s sometime in there and Like, they have a reason to hate white people. Yeah. And, like, they're called Halleys there. And, like, people, like, so some people I knew, they're like, oh, the locals are so racist. I'm like, well, they kind of have a right to be. (laughs) Like, and, like, there's no such thing as reverse racism, like, especially against white people. Oh, yeah. So it's just, like, I don't understand how, like, especially white people can't take a step back and realize, like, that was wrong. You imprisoned the queen for eight months in her own palace, like Iolani palace. Like you can go tour it and see the the fucking like quilt she made for eight months. Like, I don't understand. Like, that's just like a small thing, like in comparison to everything. But like, I think that's where it like kind of where it starts. Like, The Hawaiians were taken, like, women and people of color, they're just not taken seriously. They're pushed into poverty. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know, I'm just, that's one of the main things I'm very angry about. (laughs) Like, I don't know, that was kind of a long ramble, but Hawaii will always hold a special place in my heart, Mm -hmm. and I will always, like, educate people on that, about how the fact that they were taken, and they didn't want to be taken, it was basically for their sugar. So. That's the, one of the
2: things I'm angry about. <laughs> in the uh, Lilo and Stitch movie, there's a scene that got like I know. Oh I'm yeah, I saw that. Back yeah. yeah, yeah. There's
3: a scene that
2: got cut of like Lilo, she was taking photos of all the tourists and people were like, Why is she doing that? It's because uh, all the tourists took photos of Hood uh-huh. because she's a native Hawaiian and it's like, you, like, why would you like I know that's an animated movie, but I can totally see that happening in early life. Like i taking photos of locals and natives and it's like, really? Like, do you not like
3: like wasn't it think? Jennifer Lawrence or something that went and like touched or put her butt on a sacred rock in Hawaii? Yeah, like, I and that. then she like laughed about it. Yes, like people like I I know I did things wrong there, but I always tried to educate myself and learn like what like how to respect certain areas of the island, how to not be just complete asshole to actual locals. <laughs> like I just like. You just have to, like, it's not that hard to learn. Like, it's not that hard to open Google and be like, how to not be an asshole. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it
2: kind of reminds me, it's, like, slightly different, um, is what I think in New Orleans, they started, or just in the South in general, they started taking away, like, the way monuments built to, like, Confederate leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they started taking those down because, you know, it's a sign of, like, the Confederate, like, people who were like slavery and all these terrible yeah. things and when they started taking these monuments down i saw people on my facebook like why would they take those down like that was forever ago it's just a sign of southern <laughs> pride and it's oh like no it's Ew. just slavery <laughs> right <People laughs> rooted in like racism and ah, uh, just people being dumb <laughs> That's so we could miss. go on about everything
1: yeah. that like, i'm so <laughs> I mad about and what am i angry about oh girl thousands <laughs> of things I could, like, I could go on for probably, like, at least six years, Um, (laughs) but I will go over kind of what you guys said. Uh, The thing about getting notifications on your phone, I Uh, am angry that we're more worried about Trump and Putin than we are, um, you know, the police brutality. Um, What else? I, I there's like so much you can't even you can't say it in one thing like there's mm-hmm. just so many things that you can be angry about um new things I'm like oh yeah I'm angry about this oh yeah I'm angry about this too <laughs> <laughs> uh. maybe that's where they get the whole uh feminism is just angry like we have <laughs> a right to be angry yeah like have you not have you not do you not live in this world like what um, but honestly, I don't. I don't know if there's one specific thing other than like what all you guys mentioned, and then also I'm currently kind of like angry about Onks, uh, which. We yes. talked about it in our last episode. Girl,
0: you I've don't never even heard know about an Anx. onks until your last episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great people.
1: And like <laughs> I just keep thinking back to what I was talking about in the other episode about that Brandon guy that uh, yeah. Gabby is friends with. I'm just like, dude, what is wrong with you? And then like I'm thinking about Gabby, like, God, I'm so glad I didn't meet her when she was an onk. <laughs>
0: <But laughs> Girl, we probably wouldn't have been friends if I was an onk. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah,
0: that's true. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> um, but as far as, like, I think I'm, I'm mad at white feminism, too, mm-hmm. because yeah. white feminism isn't, and, uh doesn't go, it's not intersectional, and it's just, like, it just makes me so mad. How come, how can we live in a world with people of color And uh, LGBTQ people, like, how can we live in a world and ignore non-cis, non-straight, non-white people? I I know I talked about Taylor Swift earlier, but it's just
2: because, like, I think she's just the biggest, like, one to me. Like, I used to love her, and then it was like, oh, you know, your squad is mostly, like, white like this woman and then she doesn't say anything about injustices happening. She only brings it up when it's convenient for her. And yeah. She talks a lot about good power, yet she makes songs and talks about dissing Katie Perry, and it's like mm-hmm. How, how she, does
1: that make any sense? Like what kind of hypocritical uh white feminist thing is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is
0: it is what it is. And and the thing I've noticed is like as far as just being a black woman or just being black and in a, another marginalized group as well. It's like, no matter where you go, people are always going to try to tell you, um, to, 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 to diss one part of you and you know embrace the other part like being a black woman if I was to go into a pro black community they'll say well we understand you're a woman or whatever but their feminism stuff you know we'll deal with that later you need to just you know go towards the black cause but if I was in like a, a feminist space the white feminists would be like we understand black lives yeah. matter and all that stuff but you know let's just go to this woman's march right here and maybe we might protest at a black lives matter next week like you always having to to compromise and stuff like that so it's it's definitely intersectional feminism is very important and and that's why i think you know we get the angry black woman stereotype but one mm-hmm. of the reasons black women are that. so angry is because on all fronts we get in the press and people are trying to quiet us and silence us and they're not letting us live out our truth fully i just wanted to give this little history lesson for these people that i just found out about like an hour ago. Um mm-hmm. So I was looking into, I knew there was a story with Ida B. Wells and Susan B. Anthony where there was like some strife because, you know, um, Ida B. Wells wanted them to be, you know, a little bit more focused on the uh, lynchings of of black people. But they really weren't, you know, they they didn't really care about that. But while I was looking at that, I found this woman. Her name is... um, Frances E. Willard and apparently she was a really prominent suffragist back in the day and what happened was um, while they were campaigning for you know women getting the right to vote Ida B. Wells and her worked very very close together um, working towards that but what ended up happening was black men ended up getting the right to vote before white women did and after that happened there was like this shift And the Francis lady went full on racist. She started recruiting all of the the white southern white women that were racist and for slavery and for the lynchings. And she was trying to get them, you know, saying it's not right. These black men have the right to vote. If they have the right to vote, your livelihood and your children's livelihood is in danger. The safety of white women is in danger or whatever. And so Ida B. Wells goes over there to the woman and is like, what in the world are you doing? Like, I'm trying to get you to help me as a black woman. I helped you and you know where to be found. And you over here talking all this racist stuff. And so what ended up happening was this big old hoopla thing. And Ida B. Wells was like, hold on, you're supposed to be over this organization, when you wanted numbers, you, you could have all the black women. You didn't care if it was, they were black, white, yellow, whatever. All the black women, you were trying to get them to get on your side, to build your numbers up. But now there's something that something didn't go your way, now you back on full races. And so, um, yeah, they started having this huge uh, campaign against Ida B. Wells, calling her all types of harlots and angry black, this, that and the other. And they even tried to call. Here's the thing. The white feminists tried to call Frederick Douglass to try to talk to Ida B. Wells and tell her to stop. Uh, this campaign which was very ironic but but he didn't end up doing it he didn't help out b wells Mm -hmm. but he didn't he didn't stop her but i just thought that was just like history repeats itself nothing ever changes humans stay the same because this is literally what's happening on the grand scale like as far as just feminism in general feminism they want black women because they know we we gonna get out there and we gonna do something they know we gonna Mm -hmm. bring the numbers they know we they know we we used to this activism stuff, so yeah, bring the black women. We'll put you on a magazine. We'll put you on TV. You know, it's all good. But as soon as it's like, okay, what about these black people being lynched by the police or something like that? Then it's silence. What about um these socio economic inequalities? We know you live in the suburbs. How come my children can't have as good of an edu- education as your children do? Then everybody's silent. So it just that was just uh, interesting to me because it's like things never change, and so we need to learn this yeah. history so that eventually mm-hmm. we can change it. So yeah. I thought that was well, very women interesting.
3: Women just ruin everything <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Well you said like, it, and I'm, I'm not me. even
3: gonna like sugarcoat it. <laughs> 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 I mean we do. Like we're our own worst enemy like when it comes to any type of progress I
0: feel like. So mm-hmm. we just gotta come together one day, hopefully.
2: Please the only inclusive when it's convenient.
0: Exactly. Um.
1: Right. K T are you there? What happened to I am you? alive and I am well. Um <laughs> y'all know how I do. Sometimes, you know, I gotta eat on the side. So I <laughs>
0: have like, um, help It's
1: either okay. pudding or some kind of jello or something, you know. Mm, making
0: mm. me hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's this is going left. We're gonna talk a little bit about this this phenomenon that I was recently uh got hip to by some facebook person i don't know who they were but apparently (laughs) they said now there's this campaign they call it the feminization of boys they said it's it's going into our school system it's an attack by the feminazis to turn our boys soft that's what they claim they said because we don't let kids the boys play guns at school then this is causing the feminization of boys because we don't allow kids to boys to fight and we we break up fights and we don't let them wrestle and break arms and stuff then we're we're contributing to the feminization of boys i remember uh, one day i was listening to sean hannity and he told this weird story very weird no, God. about go. uh his friend <laughs> They were playing outside with a motorcycle or something when they were children. And then Mm -hmm. the boy fell off the the bike and then broke his arm and his daddy laughed at him. And he was like, you know what? We need to go back to those times because (laughs) (laughs) because because now we baby these boys. Now the mama see the mama was over there trying to give him a hug and trying to kiss him. That dad said, nope. Let him stand over there and suffer in pain because he's going to be a man one day. And so he said we need to go back to that. So so what do y'all think? Maybe they're on to something. Is this society, um, is there a, let's see, a, an agenda to feminize our boys? And somehow, I don't know what this will result in. Maybe it's a feminist thing to, we're going to feminize the boys and then masculinize the girls so that they can dominate the boys or something like that. What what do y'all think about that? Have y'all ever heard anything like that?
2: I want to no. say I've heard something like it, just like on t- a TV show or something where
0: uh-huh.
2: it's for some reason masculinity is associated with pain and like I guess being able yeah. to take it. I which sounds really silly to me because do you know how much pain women go through like right. every month, <laughs> like <literally. laughs> at least once a month every at month least in. I think the whole thing is silly. Like why is showing like your emotions and like feeling things? Why is that feminine? Why isn't that just a, like a human thing? Right. Why does that, that I think that the whole thing is just bizarre. Like if someone's (laughs) in pain, of course they're going to like cry or like scream or something like pain is not fun. I think that, I think the whole thing is just silly and guys need to get over the egos and stop thinking that, Oh, like I'm a man because I can take the pain. Like, who? no, <laughs> I disagree. Like being a man is being respectful and right. It just being a man has nothing to do with being able to take pain like that. That's stupid.
1: <laughs> if that's I agree. The and all women are actually men. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, for me, I think that uh, it's trash. It's just trash. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, men, like Emily saying, like, men are actually, like, that's a thing that society is teaching men, like, and it's not just men teaching men that. Like I've also heard women tell their own sons that yep. like ah, oh, you're mm-hmm. fine. Get up and dust it off. Like you're you're a boy. You'll be fine. You don't cry. You'll be good." Yeah. Um man and I up. think
0: Not a man up. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, like man up, exactly. But I think there's got to be a way for like women and feminists alike um can definitely stop this. And I think that's really what it boils down to. Like these people are actually mad because feminism is working. It's not that we're softening men. Uh It's that we're humanizing boys and humanizing men so that when they feel an emotion or they feel something, then we're not mad at them or we're not upset. It's like, okay, well you're a human and this is what happens. You're good. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, I think that people are mad because feminism is humanizing boys and we're not just saying boys will be boys.
0: I think that's part of it. I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> I hate that um, Emily that's and Katie, took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, you know, like, it's pretty common to hear, like, oh, my dad, like, he's only ever cried twice in his life, like, when I was born or, like, blah, or when he got married or blah, blah, blah. And I think that's, yeah. it should not that's be that weird. The case. Yeah, yeah I'm, so like, weird. Like, is that healthy? Like. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Just, like, feel your feels. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. It's just, like, I think, I mean, there's an agenda to make, like, boys humans, like Katie said, basically. Uh So let them feel their feelings. I just, I'm, like, stunned. Like, I'm I'm not surprised. I've never necessarily heard anything about this, like, the feminization, like, where boys need to, like, beat each other up necessarily. But, I mean, I'm not necessarily surprised that people think that still are
0: stupid. <laughs> I mean, I saw it on that Fox News, been... too. That was on Sh- actually uh. on Sean Hannity, of course, my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody, <laughs> some woman called in there and he was like, I think it was actually after he told this story. She was like, yes, because I work in the school system and I can tell you for a fact. There is an agenda to get everybody, all these boys soft. We (laughs) teach them feminism and we teach them um, how how to actually have compassion. Oh, no, this is this is this is a a threat, apparently. And I'm like, dude, for real. This it just I'm trying to see why would a Mm -hmm. man be so concerned? Maybe like do they feel Mm -hmm. that's a threat? Do I feel it's a threat yeah. to to their their livelihood if their son isn't you know punching people in the face? Like, how is it a threat?
1: I think it's because of hyper masculinity. Oh, like, we live no. in a society that preys on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who preys on the the toxic hyper masculinity and. Like, if your son is not out there playing basketball, football, baseball, all of that, and they're not pushing kids around, then it's a threat to you as a man because of hypermasculinity. Um, hypermasculinity says that you need to be hard. You don't need to c- be crying. Uh, you need to be a man working in a mechanic so- store and be dirty all the time. And guess what? Your son needs to follow those steps as well. So... When your son doesn't follow those steps, then he's automatically deemed as quote-unquote soft or quote-unquote gay or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. terrible thing they want to say. So I think that's where it comes from is hypermasculinity. We all think. I
2: just don't get why so many things are considered exclusive to like women, like mm-hmm. being in touch with the emotions, being peaceful. Why would that be ex- exclusive to <laughs> like, why is that a feminine thing? Like there's even things as silly as like. Popper skin care routine, like, washing right. your face. <laughs> Taking and a bath. Like, <laughs> a feminine thing, and
1: it's like, <laughs> Or, like, those clippers that you can get at Walmart that are, like, man clippers. Yes. <laughs> <in the sack. laughs> How does that make any sense? Clippers oh. are clippers, man. Mm-hmm. And then they pay, like, a little bit of extra. Or, no, they pay less. Yeah, we pay more. Yeah.
3: Clippers. We have the yeah. woman tax.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have that woman tax going on. Crazy to me. makes no sense.
0: It's capitalism. It's all it is. Just to make more money off of y'all. <laughs> Basically. We have to, we have oh, to not off of all, because I, I buy the man product. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, so I, I just wanted to bring that in to, to ask a question. I think y'all kind of already asked it, answered it, but I'm trying to see why in 2017 with all this technology, we don't have any... Um, we're not trying to fight any wildebeest, you know, there's no bears coming to attack (laughs) us. Why does everybody need to be, why do all the men need to be so dang hyper-masculine now? Like, there's really no physical need for it. I mean, we got guns and tasers and and self-defense classes if you want to defend yourself. There's no reason for you to just have to have this, this persona of being hard all the time because there's no real physical threat anymore, I don't think. So, do you think it's just tradition? Like, what can we do to change this to make it acceptable or to make more people see that it's acceptable to, you know, just be a well-rounded person?
3: I think it's it's a lot a lot that has to do with society and how, like, we're told to grow up. Like, you know, little boys are told to go play outside and rob house. Girls are told to go play with their dolls and baby, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's just like, ha- like, if you have kids teach them. If you have a boy teaching that they're allowed to be soft, mm-hmm. teach girls that they're also allowed to be, they teach them the same way, bring them up the same way. Um, yeah. when I become the cool aunt in my family, like I'm just going to tell my nieces and nephews, like, Hey, it's fine if you have feelings or if you actually want to go rough house, like if you're a little girl, you want to like go, not, I mean, not beat someone up, but like, want to, you wanna, <laughs> um, like be a bodybuilder or something like yeah. that. And it's just, It's just, you have to teach them from a young age, because I think it's very hard to, if you grow up a specific way for a certain amount of time, it's very hard to let go of those feelings. Almost definitely, yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I I think, I I agree with that. I think it's something that is changing um, as we move, like, in the future, because in the past, it was all, like. Survival revival of the fittest, and now I think people, it's something to talking about that I think definitely helps is when mm-hmm. people hear that, hey, no, it's okay to feel this way, or hey, this is kind of questionable. I think talking about it definitely helps. And, you know, I think I, just moving forward, uh, the younger generation, people, millennials, like, seeing all of this and considering it when they have kids or in the future. And I, so I think it's mostly, like, the older people who still kind of hang on to that. but. Uh-huh. I think it's something that is changing now and talking about it more and bringing yeah. it up like, hey, this is kind of questionable. Like, shouldn't you think about that? I think that definitely helps it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well. It is kind of changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Children are the future. <laughs> I believe that children. KT, go ahead. Uh-uh.
1: I think, yeah, children are the future, but like, are we going to listen to them and like respect them? And like, <laughs> are we true. actually going to take children seriously? Because I, I feel like a lot of times we don't. And instead we just whoop our kids and be like, hey, that's not right. This is right. And um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you guys said. Uh, also, I feel like, you know, it reminds me of like, um, in, in the queer community or in the gay community whatever, uh, we have this new term that just came out called pansexuality and like (laughs) all the the old gays they're like that's not a real thing, that's not a real word blah blah blah, blah. like no, no, no and then all of us millennials are like yes it is man pansexuality (laughs) is real and that's me and um, so I think that Times are changing, but, like, it's real, real, real slow. And times Mm -hmm. are only changing, I think, at this point for cis uh, white people. I don't Mm -hmm. think that this extends to people of color or disabled people of color, whatever, like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think mostly right now it's affecting
0: uh, cisgendered whites, you know. Well, it's definitely it's definitely going to take a lot of work cuz even if as you were saying Melissa about teaching the kids young, like I work with mm-hmm. with 4 and 5 year olds and even then the gender norms are just the fact that they're already so um so connected to them is astonishing. Like what was you, it? Uh, what was did you tell me? I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt, but you said something <laughs> about how like a little
1: boy came up to you and asked you if you were a boy or a girl. Oh yeah, they asked me that girl. all day.
0: They asked me that and every day.
1: Your yeah. shoe. He, reason why he pro- he did that is because your shoes were blue. No 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 oh, no no no. my god.
0: No, he said he said, oh, you are a girl because your shoes have purple in them. That's how oh, I know yeah, you are a girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like what okay (laughs) but you know like they learned that from their parents so like how do we get past that i guess Mm -hmm. like millennials just have to be
3: better but no but like
0: i was saying yeah it's so it's so deep because like i remember i was giving a a boy a a pink crayon all i did was give him this crayon say here Color this picture. Here is a pink crayon. I can't color with that picture. I can't color that picture with pink. Pink is gay. I can't color with a pink crayon. I said, "Boy, what are you talking about? It's no. just a crayon." But after like five minutes, he, he was cool with it, and now he like uses pink all the time. <laughs> but it it was just <laughs> so good. crazy that that was our that was already in his head at four. Like you don't even know what gay is, mm-hmm. but you already know there's something <laughs> bad, and you already know there's something to do with being. Uh, feminine and you already know that feminine, feminine, feminine is something that is bad so even then it's like dang that stuff is already ingrained in them that's, that's kind of scary
2: i think i forget because i'm not really around kids and then i'm in like the liberal like seattle so i I don't i don't think about it like i think like yeah this is totally progressive we're moving right and then like a huge like things like that i'll see something on facebook of people who have kids and it's like oh maybe we're not as far (laughs) along as i thought so Uh.
0: yeah it's a long way to go long way to go this was a very good discussion i enjoyed it we had fun uh this
3: was (laughs) <laughs> I didn't throw up
1: because
0: so I was so nervous. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad you didn't because if you would have threw up, I would have threw up, and, and you know it would have been a throw up party. <laughs> Get, gets one listen. <laughs> oh, help us, Lord. All right. So, um, thank you ever, thank you so much, Melissa and Emily, for coming on from Lighting Myself on Fire podcast. Um, we enjoyed you can you plug your stuff again plug and chug Uh, say something whatever i Mm. totally forgot to mention you can find us
2: on soundcloud (laughs) Tune like i know i'm forgetting some like literally everything lighting myself on fire podcast that is on instagram facebook.com slash lighting myself on fire twitter lmof podcast Mm -hmm. yeah i mean contact us we love you guys we love people and like yeah, we super appreciate you guys, kind of, like letting us come on yeah. and talk. Like it, it's so much fun. Yes, and yes, that, so much like, fun. Talk like you know, it's we getting angry all over again.
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. angry with like-minded people.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, you guys can. I don't really post that much in the often because my computer was down. But um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at kt underscore does art. I also have a Tumblr, KT does art at tumblr dot com or dot dot com, and um, I also have Instagram or Twitter, which is uh, KT underscore does art. Basically, you can get any type of art you need done. Uh, I do graphic design, logos, websites, um, anything and everything. So, and I'm really
0: cheap too. So, just let me know. Yeah, hit her up. Yeah. I get a commission off of it so <laughs> uh social media if you want to hit us up we got a facebook com slash talk it out podcast our instagram is instagram.com slash talk it out podcast our twitter is talk out underscore Pod. uh visit our website tiopodcast.com we got some merch coming up so look forward to that uh you can listen to talk it out on soundcloud itunes stitcher google play tune in all that good stuff you can also listen to it on tiopodcast.com slash episodes with an s uh to the man podcast kt had wrote something for y'all but she deleted it so sorry about that oh yeah
1: sorry about that i'm trash and it now if you go to the post it actually says um it has, like, some really great videos, but, yeah, I deleted it. I'm sorry. And I can't get it back. Like, it's lost to the Internet forever. And oh, she damn. didn't
0: make a post. She didn't, like, write it in Microsoft Word first. She wrote it directly oh, in the blog, so <laughs> uh, smart. Ah, love me. Yeah. <laughs> smart things. All right, so this has been Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. KC And our special guest. Malie. And Melissa. Yeah. And Melissa. <laughs> and this has been Talk It Out podcast and lighting myself on fire. See you later.